This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Manny Bazunas filling in for Sterling Fox this Saturday, May 9th, with a gentle reminder... Mother's Day tomorrow. And while the lazy, hazy days of summer are here, diehard hockey fans are already looking at when they can watch the Canucks live. Dr. Bonnie Henry said this week she is open to the idea of Vancouver becoming a host region for the NHL to resume the season. But, like most sectors of the economy, it will come with a wide range of restrictions. Dr. Henry suggested players would need to ensure proper physical distancing and hinting that full visors may be required. And of course, with the restriction on large gatherings, no fans in the arena. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said he's looking at two to four cities as hubs to play out the rest of the season over the summer months. Vancouver could be in the running as one of those four because our pandemic rate has been low compared to other NHL cities and because we have four NHL-caliber rinks. Rogers, Pacific Coliseum, Langley Event Center, and at UBC. Starting June 1st, no more free rides on TransLink, which has come up with a way to protect all of its drivers, thus allowing front door access, and that means access to the Compass Card for payment. Temporary plexiglass barriers have been installed on all buses protecting drivers. The free ride, which began in March, has been costing TransLink a ton of money, so a solution had to be found, and quickly, since TransLink was losing $75 million a month. June 1st is also earmarked for the reopening of restaurants, but with reduced capacity and physical barriers. If all this has been a pain in the molar, literally, dentists could reopen in mid-May, along with elective surgeries. Provincial parks are expected to open for day use on May 14th, overnight camping could be allowed in June. Hotels, movie theaters, and the film industry might reopen in the summer. Schools expected to reopen September. Nightclubs, bars, and casinos are a long way off from reopening. The ban on gatherings of more than 50 people is still in place. And of course, all of this phased in with restrictions and changes in modus operandi depends on how we diligently conduct ourselves in following the rules and the rates of transmission or non-transmission of the virus. And just when you thought everyone was doing their part, along comes Jesse Cootley, age 28. Jesse's very well known to the cops. This perennial perp surfaced again and has been charged with a particularly heinous crime. It is alleged he led a gang of two, him being one, who broke into a senior's care residence on West 7th and stole several cases of hand sanitizer and more than 6,000 face masks intended for use at the senior's home. So, congratulations to Jesse Coolty for making it to this week's Vancouver Consumer list of most unwanted. Our next visitor to the show was crowned king many years ago. The king of floors, Brad Newell, may be known as Metro Vancouver's most wanted on flooring, but we wanted to talk to Brad about another passion of his. And what a pleasure it is to uh, welcome his first appearance on Vancouver Consumer, Brad Newell, the king of floors. How did you earn that 
title, Brad? Is it self-anointed? No, no, man, guys, thanks for having me on today. What a beautiful day. It's nice to see things are opening up and people are out walking. Beautiful city, but no, I didn't get it that way. I, um, my little brother Paul gave me that name in '99. Well, you and, were just, uh, you, yeah, you, you and your brother were both very young when you started in the family biz. My dad came home back in '84. 83, it was 83, and he says, guys, I lost my job. Do you guys want to move to Edmonton, or do you want to start up a Windsor Plywood store? And we said, no, no, let's start up a Windsor Plywood store. So we, uh, our family got, my dad and my mom and my brother and I um, all worked at the store. We, were, we, we My dad worked his tail off, so did my mom, just crazy. So, so did I and my brother. But I was 14 and Paul was 12. And dad, dad came to Paul and I with... Uh, about uh, three months in, and we Paul and I had some money saved from papers and that, and babysitting and or what, and you know, grandma and grandpa, and we we threw it all in the family business too to help out because we basically started with nothing back in back in '84. My dad put everything on the line. Would you would you have known back then? Obviously not as a as a teenager that uh, the business would have grown through your determination and grit and those other members of your family. I mean, it is a giant operation, millions and millions of uh, flooring square footage available to customers. I mean, it's just an awesome place. Yeah, we 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 were we were a Windsor Plywood store, and we started selling flooring in about ninety uh, eighty nine. I think it was. We were Windsor Plywood store till '99, and then we went. Uh, Windsor Plywood, by the way, is a great company. Got nothing bad. Great people, really well run, very honest. And then in '99, we went on our own, um, as a, uh, because we knew flooring was was our future, and we became the king of floors. And that, the name was my brother's idea. And then uh, my good friend Jerry Hagman, who uh, used to be in the radio business, Fred and Jerry show. He, he we worked together then. We still do. And his idea was to have the dog, Sir Scruffy, our, our dog, our, our my loyal companion. And uh, and so he he had to talk my wife into that. And that wasn't that was hard. But anyway, Sir Scruffy was probably probably the best thing we ever did in the company for for uh, to get recognition. And I remember doing that first com- commercial back in '99. I was so scared, and uh, I'd never I'd never done that stuff. And it took 14 hours to do. Um, two, three commercials, and yeah. since then we've done a, I don't know maybe eighty commercials, maybe since then. Well, and you are, we yeah. don't even use a script. I don't want to use the script. I just start talking. <laughs> you're a you're a long time and long term friend of CKNW, and it's a real pleasure to have you on for the first time to tell us a little bit about your personal story. Uh, Brad Newell, King of Floors, his website kingoffloors.com. dot com. I didn't realize, Brad, that. Um, there were so many different types of flooring available. I thought, well, there's wood and there's laminate. Yeah, Manny, we've got over 400 different types of flooring. This is, this is the TV commercial part. We've got over 400 different types of flooring in stock under one roof. Laminates, engineers, and vinyl floors are our specialty now. We used to do a lot in solid wood floors, but they're actually a thing of the past. It's gone to engineered. What engineered is, it's real wood. It's an eighth of an inch of a real wood on oak or flooring on the top, real wood, oak or maple or cherry or hickory. And then the underneath is uh, like a plywood substrate. And it's actually a lot better. It's better for the environment. Uh, you can refinish these floors up to seven times, which you'll, you'll never do. And it's actually more stable, and, it, and they can mill it better. 
and it's it's a little bit cheaper than than solid floor all the way through. So it's uh, it's what you know the industry's. Uh, I would say ninety percent of the industry's done to that North America wide. You bring in lavender floor. Lavender is really good if you got dogs, um, the kids. It's super durable, and we carry uh, one hundred and twenty colors of lavender in stock. And you can't even tell that it's not real wood. It's uh, in fact, in our, when you walk in our showroom, um, the flooring you see down first is like a twelve-inch uh, laminate. It's a gray color. It's been down for three years. People walking on it with with dirt and sand and, and snow it looks brand new. What's the big uh, trend uh, for homeowners today? What 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 is the type of flooring that's uh, most going out the door? Everybody's going to vinyl flooring. And it's got lots of pluses too. It's 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 a bit more water resistant than laminate. It's got a nice look to it. It's easy to install. Not that expensive. Like we we actually just bought a big deal out of Germany of uh, click click together vinyl flooring made in Germany, and it's from ninety nine cents a square foot. And it's just because of our buying power. Um, we buy a lot of big deals and. Uh, we pass the savings on to everybody. Yeah, I, I read that on your website, kingoffloors.com, kingoffloors.com. Brad Newell uh, runs the family business. He's the king of floors, kingoffloors.com. We're going to venture into a few more personal things that Brad has going on uh, in the next segment with Brad. I, I just want to venture a little bit more into the flooring. When I read on your website, uh, Brad, that you import a lot of um, the bulk materials from Germany, uh, having a uh, German brother-in-law, boy, I'll tell you, they're a stickler for quality. Yeah, we get a lot from Germany. We buy a lot out of Switzerland. Our, actually, our, our laminates come out of Switzerland, believe it or not, and it's amazing stuff. And we've got a really good rapport with the factory. Actually, we were the first guys buying from that factory in North America back in... Uh, back in... Um, 01, I'm going to say. We are the first... The first company to bring flooring out of Switzerland was King of Floors. And my brother got to meet the guy that owned it. Mr. Hans was his name. I don't remember. I can't remember his last name. But he's a very, very well-known guy. No one's allowed to talk to him. He's a guy, and he's very, he's very tough businessman. And the employees are all on their toes. And Paul was at the factory one day. And Mr. Kindle, his name was Mr. Kindle. And uh, Paul was at, I think it was, in, I think it was the Switzerland fa- factory. Or it might have been the German factory. I think it was Switzerland factory. And Paul met Mr. Kindle, and Paul went up and gave him a little. My brother was my brother's uh, passed away now, but uh, he gave Mr. Kindle a little punch in the shoulder. He says, "Hey, I love your company," and and then and then the, the worker beside Paul was just flabbergasted, and 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 and, and the, guy, the gentleman said, "This is Mr. Kindle, the owner." And my brother looked at my brother loved to joke around. He looked at the sales guy and says, "I, I thought you were the owner." Well, the guy's face went red. He was scared of losing his job, and then my brother laughed. And, mis- and actually, Mr. Kindle loved my brother, because my brother is one of the only guys that would actually talk to him. So I always remember that story. My brother had a ton of good stories like that from all, all around the world. So We're going to share some more personal stories in the next segment with Brad Newell, the King of Floors, kingoffloors.com. Uh, you can check out some of the customer testimonials this from izzy the staff at king of floors were extremely helpful in assisting us select floors that met our style and were very generous in giving us the best deal ever we saved almost half off the retail price by purchasing a large quantity they were great uh the 
testimonials um, are many, uh, Brad, but you have had to change with COVID uh, some of your business practices. Uh, how are people accessing uh, your store? How are you getting the materials to uh, the customer, and how are they being installed with all that's going on? Yeah, it was actually a you know it was actually a learning curve. We closed for ten days. Um, just thought it was the right thing to do, even though we didn't have to. We're you know flooring is thing that people need. Plus, we're for floods and stuff. You know, for the construction industry. But we thought it was best to close, and then we started to open up on a limited basis, and we would only let two or three people in at a time. And uh, it's actually worked out really good. Uh, we've got what so you you can't walk through our main showroom right now. It's closed because it's pretty confined. People could get close there, so they go through the side door, and this through the side door you walk in, and I mean, there's a it's a sixty five thousand square foot warehouse, and nobody's within thirty feet of each other. And we set the counter up really good where they pay. We've got we 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 own a golf course, so we take in old golf carts the plexiglass and then also the uh the steel from the golf cart and we've made our own partitions and we could actually probably make a living doing this or the best partitions there are <laughs> and we and we've got it so no one's within 20 feet of anybody and then when people go to load we, we'll deliver we'll deliver it to you but it's got to be very careful we, gotta, we ask a lot of questions but most i'd say 95 percent of people pick up the product and what we do is if if you have a pickup truck we'll, we'll put it in the back of it for you with the with our forklift and you got to stand a long ways away. And if you don't, we put it on the ground. You have to load it yourself. Now that we're not accustomed to that because we always load our customers. That's one thing we're really customer oriented. My dad taught us that. You know, when we were fourteen and twelve, and always, you know, always shake the customer's hand. Can't do that right now either. But you know, look them in the eye and tell them thank them for the business. But for but right now, you have to load it yourself. So. It kind of sucks if you want to, that's probably a pretty good word for it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, people okay. are very happy. You know, you know, some guys need the box of flooring to finish off his job. And, uh, oh, the one thing we're not doing right now is taking any returns. We have a great return policy, the best in the business, 90 days. And uh, without, and we don't charge any, any re- rehandling fees. Like we're re- that's, we have the best by far. There's nobody that does that. And uh, we've extended it to whatever it's going to take because, uh, we're not taking. You're not taking any flooring back right now. Like yeah. Not even a box. Well, I think I think most retailers are have that policy in place that once you've handled it, once it's been in your home, uh, better to be uh, safe. Otherwise, there could be that legality that pops up about who's responsible. Uh, this from a customer of yours, uh, Steve Chan. I decided to replace my old flooring in my house. I heard their commercials on CKNW, so I made a visit. They made great suggestions, and they did offer a great deal so I could replace my flooring with my limited budget. Are you seeing more people like Steve, Brad, who are doing a little bit more home reno, including their flooring, what with a little bit more downtime from work and more time spent at home? Manny, exactly, and uh, they're so happy that they can do that. And we've got a lot of great deals in the store. Uh, we don't. We've got a lot of great, great products. But the most expensive thing in our store is uh, maybe five fifty a foot, and uh, which is kind of unheard of. We have uh, products anywhere from forty nine cents and up, and uh, we'll show you how to do it. Um, we have a we have a clear. One thing that we have that's pretty good too is we have a clear clear out area, and that's where we're down on something. We'll be down to thirty boxes or something, and we blow it out at a really good deal. Then you got to take take it all. But uh, it's good for us and also good for the for the homeowner. 
Brad Newell, King of Floors, uh, joining us on this edition of Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Manny Bazunas filling in for Sterling Fox this weekend. Brad's website, kingoffloors.com, kingoffloors.com. You still wear that crown on your head, uh, Brad? My wife doesn't like that crown. <laughs> That's awesome. That <laughs> really is. Uh, People, when they watch home reno shows and they see flooring being put in, it's it's a little bit more complex than just laying it down and hammering a few nails. Do you give your customers a tutorial on uh, how to lay it? Do you have people that will do it? Do you refer them no, to yeah, installers? We, yeah, for sure, man. We have installers that we recommend. And the reason why we do that is we don't want to make any money off the, the, the customer. So they deal with, with the, the installers uh, directly. And we have great installers. And we, we're always making sure that they're doing a good job. And uh, it works out good for both of us. Um, but, yeah, for the most of, I'd say, you know, 85% of what we do is do-it-yourselfer. And uh, we're really good with the customers. We'll show them how to do it. If they got a question, they can call us. And, um, you know, there's uh, a lot of the stuff's easy to put in. Um, stair- stairs are a little bit more difficult to do yourself. But, you know, the one thing with your floors, you got to make sure it's level. That's the key. You got to make sure the floor is level. If it's not level, then you got problems. So. Oh, I've seen I've seen that dozens of times on these home reno shows. I'm a big aficionado of uh, home reno shows, and I think, yeah, that's the first thing they do is throw the level down. Exactly. Yeah, or the or the marble or the marble trick. You put a marble, and if it if it uh, rolls down uh, any which way, you know your floor is. Uh, not, I never heard. That's a great idea. Yeah, you put a marble at, uh, at yeah. in the middle and see where it rolls. And you'll you'll get some sort of idea of how your foundation and such is doing. Hey, Brad, it's great to speak with you. We got so much more to talk about, including a couple of things going on with the King of Floors and your charitable work, which is just outstanding. And uh, I I know you want to speak to it, and we're going to get to that in a moment. Brad Newell, uh, the owner of King of Floors, King of Floors dot com. We'll have a lot more with Brad Newell when we come back to this edition of Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Even on a bright day, all I could see was darkness. Ending my life to stop the pain went from a fantasy to something I thought was just a matter of time. I was exhausted. I had nothing left. I was done. I I felt felt so alone. You're not alone in the fight against depression. Join more than a million men who have visited headsupguys.org and found the support, tools, and strategies needed for recovering from depression. Headsupguys.org. Better starts here. Brad Newell, the king of floors. Kingoffloors.com. Brad, you've been around a long time, family-run business uh, for decades, and you've been running it with a passion. And like all great entrepreneurs, uh, you have realized... uh, several years ago that great leaders in our community also have a social responsibility. And you have taken up with an organization called headsupguys.org, headsupguys.org. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved, why you got involved, and what the organization is all about, and your linkage with King of Floors. Yeah, thanks, Manny. My dad taught us when we were young to always help out and from 84 on, we helped people. We probably, I don't know, we gave three, 400 different charities over the years or people in need or whatever. But, you know, and we, we always do it under under the radar because that's the way we're supposed to do it. And uh, But when it comes to this, what I'm going to talk about now, no, no, this one here I talk about to everybody. This is, our, this, is our, this is my main focus in my life. Our family's involved. So four and a half years ago, uh, 
there's an organization that uh, I got a hold of called HeadsUpGuys.org, and John's John's the founder of it at a UBC. His last name's Oz and Chuck. He's going to laugh because I said it wrong. And then Josh runs the site, and then we got Joel and there's Connor. They're all really good guys. We're all passionate about one thing, and it, it's their it's their site. But we our family's really got involved and helped funding it and getting leads and that kind of stuff. Um, and it's, 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 it's a website and we need this now because of the COVID worse than ever, because, uh, the suicides in North America are going rapid, especially for men. And I, I, I actually work on this stuff every day and I study it. Uh, so what heads up guys.org is it's a website for men that are depressed or suicidal. We're getting 60,000 men a month to the site. There's a great self check on there for every guy. Every guy should do it. Uh, over 150,000 men have done that self-check, and uh, this is our main focus in our in our in our life. I've had a lot of setbacks in my life with uh, family um, uh, suicides in my family, and uh, and it is what it is. And uh, we just have to um, keep going. And uh, and the, the one stat that people don't really know is 80% of suicides are male, 80% of attempts are female. And uh, with the COVID right now, it's uh, it's really scary. The one other thing I'd like to add: we know we're saving lives, and we we just we actually just won a big award in uh, Montreal for the mental health award for community. And we're supposed to be there tonight. I think Josh, Josh, and I were going to go, and I, it got called off because of the COVID. But maybe it'll happen again. And we just got that, and we're getting a ton of good uh, exposure now. With uh, CPC just did a, a, a big segment on us the other day. For five minutes, uh, we we've been on uh, with we've been we've been on with uh, Jay Janauer mm-hmm. with you guys, mm-hmm. and uh, that's gone over really good. Done a lot of radio interviews, so we're getting a lot of exposure. But the one thing that really hits hits home to me is over 150 people a day. And now this stat probably went up in the last little while. So somebody that punches into the computer, "I want to die," "How to kill myself," "Painless death," end up on our site for help. 150 a day worldwide. So that was somebody that was near the edge, and because they got to our site, um, we know we're saving lives. In fact, we got a, John got an email about a month or two ago, and it said, thank you for this website. Because you have this website, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to take my life tonight because of what I've learned. Because a lot of guys, you know, we're, we're tough, we're macho, you know, at home, if, if mom's not happy, nobody's happy. If dad's not happy, who cares? And we're supposed to hold it all in. And, you know, between the ages of 45 and 60, we, um, you know, it gets tough for us guys. Our bodies change too. You know, we got financial problems. You know, we're stuck in the house. There's no sports. Our kids doing drugs. There's a lot of stress on, 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 the, on, the, on the males and women too, of course. But the, but there's there's really nothing out there for guys, so that's why it's headsupguys.org. But we are we are very good for the for the wives and girlfriends too, because they can go there and learn reasons why, you know, their guys having a tough time. There's a ton of good info on there. It's a beautiful looking website too. Well, I did go on the website and. Um as part of the destigmatization of depression in men, which I know you're fervently passionate about, can tell by the tenor of your voice, it comes from a, a personal space as well. 
uh, are the myths surrounding depression in men. And I think this is one myth that you really have to go hard in dispelling that anyone with enough willpower ought to be able to snap out of it. That is just not true. Many good point, buddy. Here's the thing, guys. You, you, you need to get a psychologist or psychiatrist. I like psychologists, okay? I like, and uh, some, some psychiatrists are okay, but I, I, you know, the one, the guys that give the meds, that's the last case in my opinion, but you got to have somebody to talk to, even if it's a close group of friends of yours. The other thing is the guys that are the real funny guys out there, you know, your buddy that's cutting all the jokes. Most of the time, they're the most depressed guys around. And when the lights go off, it's tough on them. And I found that a lot with, with a lot of my friends, you know, um, a lot of guys have opened up to me, and I've got, uh, like at our golf course, we own a golf course called King's Links in uh, Ladner, and I had a lot of talk with a lot of people there. And there's there's five or six guys that play there there that have uh, that uh, that are that I know well, and they're and they're suicide uh, attempt survivors. So there's a lot of this stuff out there. I, you know, we never mention names. We keep it very quiet. But when a guy comes up to you and he tells you that, and you look at this guy and you go, whoa, you just you can't believe it, you know? So, um, yeah, we just got to get the name out there. And uh, thanks to John and Josh, I mean, they're, they're, you know, we're at a UBC. John does a ton of, he's a top, top uh, psychologist, one of the top psychologists there at UBC, and he teaches psychology. And you know what is nice about him? The first time I met him, I told him I didn't like psych, psych, psychiatrists. He's a psychiatrist, sorry. And I, and, I, and, I, and I like some of them, of course, but most of them, to, in my way of thinking, they like meds, and I just don't like meds. Last case scenario. The odd person needs them for sure. But he started talking. He's just a normal guy. And uh, we actually went and did a seminar about three months ago in Surrey to a group of engineers. And these 60 guys in the room, maybe, or maybe 50 guys and 10 women. And uh, it was on their lunch break. And these, and they could have left. They could have just left. They were on their lunch break. Everybody listened to him intently. It was amazing. And then at the end, there was two or three guys tearing up in the room. And I, I went. I didn't know any of these guys, but I went and talked to one guy and talked to him in private and gave him a couple of ideas. So that was amazing to witness. And uh, then you just realize that, you know, there's a there's a lot of, there's a lot of suffering out there. So. Well, we're hoping, uh, Brad, that um, as we widen again our circle of uh, friends and families once we get this pandemic under control, that uh, people will be more willing to talk. I- I've noticed during this uh, lockdown, if that's what you want to call it, that uh, the people that I do meet are much more open. And they just seem like, yeah, I want to talk to somebody. It doesn't matter what it's about. But hopefully in this particular case, because it is so widespread and so little is known about it, although more and more each day the experts are attempting to get a handle on depression in men the figures that you cited are absolutely astounding and i'm just hoping that as we open up the economy and the rest of the world uh, that we are able to talk more openly about it so it's a real pleasure to be able to speak with you about it brad newell the king of floors kingoffloors.com and his charity that he's been backing for a number of years with all of his resources HeadsUpGuys.org. HeadsUpGuys.org. What piece of advice, uh, Brad, coming from a personal space, 
uh, with uh, this particular affliction in your own family, what piece of advice would you give to either family or friends of those stricken or those who are stricken? What would you say to them? Yeah, that's a great, Manny, that's a great question. And I also, before we get to that, I'd like to just say when you buy flooring from us, a lot of the money goes to our charity. Okay, we, we, we don't publicize X percent or whatever. We just, we just, we make sure that uh, we're going to make sure that this thing goes on forever. Plus, we're going to look at building clinics for men and boys that are depressed in the future. That's our main goal. But, uh, yeah, if you got a, if you got a relative, a friend or a family member, and some of the signs are, you know, they're, they're not eating, they're drinking more, they're withdrawn, they're not playing with their kids, they're not playing with their dogs, they're hiding in... One of the big ones is hiding in your room. That's a bad one, okay? They don't want to leave the house, and that's, you know, with the COVID right now, that's a tough one, too. Um, but you know, if you've got somebody like that, you need to reach out and, and uh, help them. You may want to talk to their, their best friend, you know, one of their best friends, male friends, or, or women, or if it's ladies, one of their best friends, and just Given your concern, uh, psychologists or psychiatrists are good. You can do a lot of that online now. Um, you may want to. You may have to go through two or three to figure out one that you like. Um, I personally have a psychologist. I never had one till about five years ago. One of the best things I ever did. Never thought I didn't even know what it was. And um, and uh, I'll tell you what, that changed my life. But it's got to be the right fit. That's the key. It's got to be somebody that you like and. Uh, Somebody that's passionate about it too, not somebody that's looking at their watch, trying to figure out when your time's up for the next client. And uh, but that's that's a, that's a, that's a big one. Uh, heads up, guys! Actually, one of the best places for people is to go to headsupguys.org, and there's a ton of good info on there. Like if, if people scour that website, there's a ton of info on there. If uh, if you have people that are depressed in the family, and uh, or, or in friends and um, and we're always looking for donations on that site too. By the way, so <laughs> that's okay. That's that that's, that, that's out, what it's all about, which is, which is great. It's a very well-run uh, organization, very low burn rate. I invest in quite a few companies, and I'm always wanting to know what the burn rate is. And that one's this one's one of the lowest I've ever seen. So, not a company either, but it's. Uh, I, I always want to know where the money's going. Well, yeah, if you're putting the resources of your own company into another. Uh, charitable foundation, and yeah, you got to know what that burn rate is. In the couple of minutes we got left, Brad, one of the uh, astounding figures that I've read doing a little research on this over the years is the number of depressed younger males between the ages of 20 and 30. And when I looked at the reasons, at least, that were quoted in the articles I've read, and there have been many, the number one concern was their fear for the future in terms of their career. Headsup.org, when I look at the website, it features primarily younger men. I, I, and I take it that they're looking at those statistics and say, yeah, that's, that's the demographic we want to hit. We want to catch this as it unfolds in terms of aging. Yeah, we go after, we go after you know, everybody, but you make a really good point there. In fact, Suicide rates for males from 15 on really take off. Below be, below the age of 15, it, it's it's uh, females, percentage wise. Now, it's uh, you know there's younger people sometimes that take their lives, and that's the saddest thing in the world. But yeah, what happens? Like what happens, especially to the males, especially if they're from another country. So, you know, say they come from India or China, and they're and they're going to one of the universities, and 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 and, and women too. 
they're there to produce. And there is so much pressure on them at that age at universities. And when they come from China or India or Spain or wherever they come from, you know, they were the smartest people there, right? Cause to get into UBC is tough. Well, now they might just be average because not everybody's going to be straight A's there. So that's one of the biggest things. And the president of UBC is an amazing man. He came out and talked about Santo Ano. I think I got his name right. I, I met with him. Great guy. He came out and talked about trying to take his life twice in university. And he's the president of UBC. He was on the national news. It was amazing. And for him to come out like that, he probably saved a ton of lives. And uh, it's just a lot of pressure, you know, a 20 to 30-year-old uh, space for males. Uh, you know, they could have a girlfriend problem. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on them. A lot of, there's a lot of pressure on, on the sports, too. Let's say you're a superstar athlete and you make it. Well, no, there's a ton of pressure on you. Let's say you, you're supposed to make it and you got hurt. Well, now you don't know what you're going to do with your life. So it's, yeah, that 20 to 30-year-old space plus you know marijuana and alcohol and parties the party the party thing is not uh isn't good and you know we all i think we all did that as kids and uh that that's all that's all the depressants and uh anyways yeah you make a good point about that age well brad it's been a real pleasure talking to you about not only your business uh, king of floors but certainly uh, the the charitable work that uh, you and your family are backing HeadsUpGuys.org. I just think it's fabulous how involved you are, uh, putting just a ton of your time and your personal and professional stature behind it, and your money, of course. So uh, good on you, Brad. It's been a real pleasure. Brad Newell, the King of Floors, his website, KingofFloors.com. All the effort he and his company, and they've been around a long time, backing up a charitable organization that he's very passionate about, headsupguys.org. We urge you to go to that website, get a hold of Brad personally if you want to get involved or have a look at some flooring. Uh, Kingoffloors.com, kingoffloors.com. And now time for Ask Andrew, Andrew Ferrara, executive producer of Vancouver Consumer, from suds to sanitizers. I like that segue. So you may have seen this story here on Global News this past week, uh, but Steamworks Brewery, uh, you know, right before the COVID-19 pandemic really landed, uh, they just got uh, a brand new piece of equipment, mainly a steam driven chamber pasteurizer. Uh, and because of, you know, what's been happening with the string of local breweries and distilleries, you know, helping out, creating sanitizer and all that good stuff, uh, Steamworks said, well, why don't we try and put this brand new uh, steam pasteurizer to good use? So in a process that, and this is, you know, officially sanctioned by the CDC, uh, was pioneered by Stanford University and the Battelle Organization, and it's actually cleared by, uh, by Health Canada. They're allowed, like they say, you can do this. Uh, they're taking N95 masks, you know, the ones that if you have them, please give them to hospitals. Um, they're taking those N95 masks and thanks to the power of steam, they're actually uh, decontaminating the masks in the steam pasteurizer. So each cycle they can decontaminate 1200 masks. And so that's about 10,000 N95s per day. So they've actually offered out the services of the pasteurizer to hospitals across Canada. Uh, there have been no takers yet. Yet. I imagine that the demand may increase. Uh, what they do is they actually pipe a little bit of hydrogen peroxide into the vapor, and it uh, helps out a lot. Uh, so using steam, each mask can be decontaminated up to three times. 
Uh, but when you use the uh, hydrogen peroxide vapor, they can be reused up to 10 times before they're reused. Uh, before they need to be discarded, sorry. So again, if, you know, I, this, like to me, when I saw this, this really got the science side of my head going. Uh, I'm a giant nerd and seeing equipment used for something that it's not typically meant to be used for in a way that really helps out when we're all dealing with something is just super cool. And plus, it's a local brewery. Everyone knows Steamworks. So it's, it, I figure it's a good feel good story to end off, uh, end off the week this week. And uh, happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Mother. I love you. That's awesome. Uh, thanks very much for that, Andrew. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, oh, by the way, happy Mother's Day to my mother and to your mother, Andrew. Um, do these companies who offer these services like Steamworks, do they get paid? Are they, are they under contract to do this? Uh, Steamworks is offering this out at no cost. Oh, wow. So they're yeah. just saying, if you, if you need this service, just let us know and we'll, we'll handle it. Yeah, lots of, lots of companies stepping up uh, with their own dough and their own thinking and their own imagination. And as Andrew points out, everybody's thinking a little bit more scientifically because the way we're going to beat this pandemic and this virus is through science. Well, I want to thank uh, our guests today. Brad Newell and Chris Sabat for joining us. I want to thank Andrew for his hard work as usual. I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas filling in for Sterling Fox. We'll see you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.